This is the number one determinant podcast where we believe that you are the number one determinant of success of our students. Now, it is my pleasure to welcome and introduce our guest for the podcast. We have a teacher here who's been teaching for 19 plus years. She was the 2021 Southeast Region Teacher of the Year and also the 2022 Teacher of the Year. Uh, here in Brunswick County Schools. She comes from Cedar Grove Middle School as a math teacher um, and is a phenomenal teacher there. In fact, her principal, um, Mr. Justin Hayes, always brags on her te- on his teachers, but specifically uh, Miss Betsy O'Hara here as well. So welcome, Betsy. Thank you, Pasco. I am so excited to be here. Excellent. Well, it is exciting for me, honestly, uh, as a teacher leader and um, someone who I admire in in the classroom, but also just having seen you in and out of schools, also uh, being in your teacher leadership role uh, of a teacher of the year. uh, I was able to see you quite a bit out supporting and advocating uh, for your peers and ultimately for our students here in Brunswick County. So I'm excited about the conversation and uh, even more excited that our listeners will be able to hear a little bit about what it means to be a teacher leader. So I really want to start there today, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about what inspired you to pursue your passion for teaching um, and leading, if you can speak on that as well. Uh, Basically, how did you start your journey? Sure. Um, So actually, I've always had a love for math. Um, So I thought I would want a career in accounting. However, I have always had this um, passion for helping others and making a difference. Um, And so I thought I could combine the two. And that's why I decided to get a degree in education um, and with like a focus on mathematics. Um, Kind of funny because all throughout my middle school and high school, uh, my teachers always said, you're going to be a great teacher. Like you're, we know that's what you're calling. And so I felt like they knew my calling even before I knew my calling. So I think in the back of my mind, that was always something I thought of, but I didn't really think that that's the path I wanted to take. Um, but come to find out it was the correct path. Um, and I love it. And I've been in Brunswick County for nine years. Um, I actually started my teaching career in upstate New York at the school. I actually graduated from, um, teaching high school math. Wow. I can, uh, I can attest to all of what you said leading up to it, except for my teachers thinking that I would be a teacher in high school. But um, no, I could I can imagine that right away that they they thought that of you. And uh, I know just from knowing you, your passion and, and uh, skill for conveying information translates into the classroom. You know, having been in boardrooms where you're speaking to adults, parents, um, board members, superintendent. Um, I know that the ability you have to convey information there is definitely transferable into a classroom. And then I've had the fortunate, uh, fortunate to have been able to be in your classroom um, whenever I was over at Cedar Grove and seeing you uh, in action as well. And uh, I can attest that your passion is, is there. Uh, so with that, I, I think you're a fantastic teacher. And I know others do as well. Uh, but less about that. I want to know just in general, what is your take on what makes a great teacher a great teacher? What, what might set them apart from others? Um, I think a great teacher is someone that is always looking to um, grow in their field. They're, I consider them lifelong learners. Um, I think that they're always striving to learn new skills, um, try new initiatives. Um, 
I feel like there are the teachers that are willing to share with their colleagues, with their peers. Um, and at the same time, they're willing to lead by example um, within their schools and not just within the school, but within the community as well. Um, so speaking positively on behalf of what's happening within our school district or within your school. Um, and I think ultimately, um, a teacher, a, a great teacher is someone who is always ad advocating for students um, and always putting their needs um, in the forefront. Those are incredible qualities. Can you tell me a little bit now about teacher leadership and how that plays a role in the classroom or in the school as a whole? Because uh, just to preface that question, in my eyes, when you were talking about being a lifelong learner, leading by example, that happens in your classroom. And every teacher has the ability or opportunity to really lead in their classroom. But without talking too much further into it as a school principal, I'd love to hear what does it look like in your eyes uh, and how does teacher leadership play an important role within a classroom or in the yeah. school even as a whole? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the first thing um, as far as a teacher leader in the classroom is one, just being an effective teacher, but I don't think that's the only thing that makes a teacher a teacher leader. Um, I think other important things are your continually trying to improve your classroom and your school culture, um, bringing the students and the staff together uh, to make it more like a family. I know you guys here use One West, and I just think that brings everybody together, not just the students and the teachers, but also the community. Mm -hmm. Everybody is part of that. You know, At Cedar Grove, we do Grow the Grove, mm -hmm. so that doesn't just take teachers and students, it takes the community to help us grow the growth. Um, so I think that's really important as far as uh, being a teacher leader is helping to advocate for those things and getting more um, parents involved, the community involved, um, collaborating with your colleagues within your school. Um, also, I think even taking it beyond is um, mentoring your beginning teachers at your school and also allowing those um, students who are interested in education that are pursuing that at the college level, inviting them in to do their volunteer hours within your classroom or even um, within high schools, those that are interested in being teachers, let them come into your classroom and get some practice or some experience to see if that's something they are interested in. Um, so I think there's lots of ways to be a teacher leader within your classroom um, and within your school. Excellent. Yeah, you. I mean, you said it best. And uh, just knowing your school for the listeners, they don't. They may not know this, but um, Cedar Grove is just so happens to have that positive and effective school culture that is led by uh, obviously the teachers in combination with the school administration there uh, to make themselves uh, uh, a longstanding now now blue school. Um, also, things like what just happened in y'all's community. They. Now the fourth time, I think, in a row, winners of Battle of the Books. Is yes. that correct? Yes. yes. Uh, um, that takes more than uh, the culture or leadership of just one teacher. So it does take a collective whole. Uh, so you, you really talk to that point. It's important that we're all leading towards that and leading by example. Uh, so we'll talk more uh, also about, and I kind of want to hear from you, about advocacy even beyond those walls. So uh, outside of the classroom as well. So specifically why we wanted you on is because you are a teacher leader, not just in your classroom, although that is perfectly fine. And a lot of teachers find ways to lead in their classroom and to empower students to do the same. But I would say um, that there's an important factor to teacher leaders. So with that, can you explain what it means to you, just your take on what a teacher leader is? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think... Teacher leaders are great within the classroom. You need those. 
But I think um, what really exemplifies a teacher leader is when they they go outside of those classroom walls. Um, it's where they start collaborating with colleagues, not just within their school, but maybe with even in the district. Um, they are um, advocating not only just for students, but also for the, um, the policies and the practices of public education. Um, so it's almost like they're just taking it a step further, um, but students are still at the ultimate uh, level of importance, it's just advocating it further than just within their classroom. Excellent. Yeah, and that, that's huge. Honestly, uh, sometimes, and I'm, I'm going to pick on uh, people like me, uh, as the listeners might know, I'm a, I'm a principal at a high school, um, but we've been out of the classroom. You know, So personally, I've been out of the classroom now for um, eight years, and at some point, there's this level of disconnect from being in the classroom teacher leadership role is imperative in education to ensure that we are truly hearing from those most important, those who are the number one determinant of whether students are successful or not. And those are the teachers, right? Um, and like I said, and the listeners have heard me before, anytime I talk to anybody, I talk to the parents, I'm going to tell them they're the number one determinant as to why they're the most successful, their students are going to be the most successful. I say to the teachers in our building, they're the number one determinant. Um, um, and I say that to my assistant principals, but I would tell anyone in education, they need to think they are the number one determinant. But I would argue, and I think most would, that technically, um, you know, <laughs> teachers have the biggest uh, um, effect, right? And they do. Uh, it's in the research, any research that you're going through, the effect size of a teacher is, um, is always the highest. And that is in large part due to their relationship, their ability to work with students. So I say all that to know that you all, as teacher leaders, can take that on to the next level. Now let's think about this for a little bit. There are um, pluses and minuses to leading in in all facets, but uh, when I say pluses and minuses, there's some things that just may come natural, may come easy. Uh, there's also some challenges, and with challenges, um, you know, those are really just opportunities. So it's not always a bad thing. It's actually working through those challenges that might be helpful. But I want to know, uh, can you speak a little bit to the challenges that come with being a teacher leader, and how do you navigate those challenges? Yeah, definitely. Um, I like that you just said that because a lot of times when people hear the word challenges, they always think it's something negative, but it's not always something negative. A challenge is just something that makes you grow as a person. Um, so I think with anything that you do, there can be challenges, especially with being a teacher leader. Um, for me specifically, it was um, having to now communicate at a larger realm. I mean, communicating in your classroom with your students is different than communicating maybe at a school board or a committee meeting or leading a professional development. So it really took me out of my comfort zone. A lot of times uh, we get so used to what's natural to us or what's comfortable to us. So when you take it, take it away from that, you know, um, it, it can just make you feel uncomfortable, but sometimes that's what helps us grow as a person, and in this case, as a teacher leader. Also, I think, too, is juggling um, your teacher responsibilities and then also your leader responsibilities, your teacher leader responsibilities, um, making sure that one doesn't uh, use up more of your time um, than the other, but really learning how to balance that. Wow, that's huge. And that is a challenge for, for obviously, any educator, um, but it's also a huge challenge for, for leaders. So you speak to that, and um, I know it personally as well, and I led in the classroom, um, but I also 
now and in my role I see it but as a teacher leader you really have to balance it so you're planning you're organizing you're trying to make sure that your students get every single um, piece of information they need to be successful all while leading in the school uh, or in the district uh, it's imperative that you kind of keep that balance and knowing the responsibilities between them uh, so it's huge and knowing the difference and uh, being able to communicate and still collaborate with your peers uh, what a balance so I commend you for working through that Thank and I you. think your peers um, respect that because you are intentional about it because you are on their side and you also know that you have to convey in a certain way to those outside of the teaching field um, and you have to be able to balance that right oh yeah definitely yeah that's a definitely. that's a that's a balancing act that um, that it, I hope everyone appreciates, every teacher appreciates when they hear from you that you are working with them and advocating for them all while trying to work with others. So oh, yeah. that's huge. Uh, well, those are obviously important um, qualities. Now, I'd like to kind of switch gears a little bit okay. um, to hear from some of the work that you've done here just in the county. You can give examples of, uh, if you'd like, but maybe a success story that the readers would, would be interested in hearing um, of your experience or, or your time as a teacher leader. You know, we've seen a lot of successes, I'm, and, and I get it. Sometimes it's a, um, a little difficult to, to talk about things that, that went really well. I get it, uh, but that's the time that I want to ask. So I, I, I do, I'm, I'm asking you to be a little vulnerable in that. Tell us a time where you're like, that went really well. I'm, uh, you know, I felt like I gained a lot from it and I think I saw some traction maybe in something. So a success story for you. Oh yeah, definitely. So I had the honor of meeting Julie Pittman. Um, she is the educator engagement special advisor to Miss Catherine Truitt, and she actually led our professional development. Um, and Catherine Truitt is our North Carolina superintendent of schools. Um, and what Julie has done is she has created a um, teacher leadership team throughout the entire state that's made up of um, teachers, counselors, instructional coaches. What an opportunity. Um, yeah, definitely. And so she invited me to be on that. Um, and so I have really been able to gain a lot of valuable information um, about like initiatives or things that are going to be coming out at the state level. Um, they ask our input. We're able to provide feedback. Um, and not only that, but they also ask us what are the great things we're doing in Brunswick County. So we're I'm able to share that with other people across the state about the things that we're doing here that we are seeing huge growth and student success with. Um, and so for me, that has really been a true, um, like a success for me. It's just one to be a part of this um, really important team, um, but also just to have our voice here heard here in Brunswick County um, and also to have a teacher's voice heard at the state level. I think that's always important to have. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about the adequacy opportunity that, that you've been, um, uh, not that you've been awarded, I think that you earned. So due to your leadership role and uh, what you've done here in the county, you've earned the opportunity to really uh, ensure that you're at the table, that uh, your teacher voice is at the table, uh, at a very important table nonetheless, and that they're willing to take the feedback. They wouldn't go through that process of creating a team if they weren't listening. Um, sometimes 
you know, we might feel that way that uh, in any situation, maybe this is just for uh, some sort of political gain, something yeah. like that. But, uh, but knowing, uh, you know, our superintendent and then knowing this individual uh, on a regular basis, you're able to meet with her uh, or at least a semi-regular yes. basis. Uh, then I imagine you really start getting to know each other. They know who they can trust. And now they're really kind of bending your ear, so to speak, on some initiatives or things that are going on. Uh, so that's excellent. And once again, the word adv- advocacy just keeps coming to mind. Yes. So if you could give us a, an example of a time when your advocacy work uh, really made a, a difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like I said at the beginning, um, I think a, a teacher leader is someone um, who is constantly trying to improve their craft. Um, and so last year, um, the North Carolina um, Math Association put out some math professional developments. So I chose to sign up for some. They were after school and they were all virtual. Um, and while in there, I was able to network um, with a group called the North Carolina Collaborative for Mathematics Learning. And they actually reached out to me and asked me to be on a special team of um, professionals. Um, and what our goal is, is to create different lessons, resources, things that districts can use across the state that will help make sure that each classroom has quite high quality equitable math instruction within each one. Um, and so what we do is we collaborate, we meet virtually every month, um, we meet over the summer, um, and we sit there and discuss, design, create, and hopefully we'll be getting that out soon. So we haven't actually reaped the benefits within the state yet, but it's something that we're hoping to see those benefits from once we start rolling these uh, resources out or to all the districts. Wow, yeah, I couldn't think of a, a better example of being a true advocate, uh, ensuring that specifically a field that your uh, expert, you know, expertise is in, which is in uh, teaching math, you're able to really dive into making sure that that uh, material, that the lessons are not just uh, effective, but also equitable. Um, what a tall task and <laughs> yes. one that uh, it does does take a team and it would take a team across the state because uh, our county looks a lot different than another county just beside us much less in the mountains in the Piedmont area yeah. uh, so to have a true advocate in this sense takes a teacher leader but it also takes a teacher leader right so it mm-hmm. takes a teacher one that's in the classroom one that can really have that voice of what's going on with those students on a regular basis and when you have a culminating group of other teacher leaders you can really make some ground. So I would say that is definitely a real example. What's well, it's more than inspiring. Uh, what would you say now? Because I feel like we've started to inspire our, our listeners. If there are any teachers out there listening, I, I'm ensured that now they're thinking, well, you know, how do I become a, a, you know, a teacher leader in my school? You know, this sounds interesting. I didn't know that was an option. You know, I didn't know that there was a, a board to sign up on. You know, I didn't, I didn't pull the tab right from the, uh, uh, from the request there. So, so how how do I how do I get into that? So I guess what advice might you um, give to teachers who are interested in becoming a, a leader or an advocate in some way? Oh yeah, um, definitely. So I would first say start small. Just start within your school. Um, collaborate with your colleagues. Um, brainstorm your ideas. Bring your ideas to your principal or your school leadership team. They're always there, willing to listen and to hear your ideas and to implement anything that would help um, make student success a priority in that school. And then from there, maybe branch out to other colleagues within your um, district, maybe that teach the same subject as you, um, and see how um, 
you know, you could share ideas that, that way as well. Um, also attend professional developments. Um, I think those are the key and those are a great way to network yourself. Um, so let's say you're at a professional development and there's a presenter there and you like what they have to say. Don't be afraid to walk up to them, introduce yourself and have a conversation Great advice. and yeah. exchange information. Um, yeah. You never know what you can gain from them um, yeah. and they might gain something from you as well, even if they're the presenter. Um, so I think it all goes back to just stepping out of your comfort zone and trying something new. If it's on the back of your mind to be a teacher leader, then go for it. Everybody has it within them. Wow. Yeah, that is more than inspiring to me as well. I, I remember being um, you know, a teacher years ago, and I, was, uh, I taught at New Hanover High School in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I had um, someone approach me as well, ended up pushing me into a, a specialty program. So uh, on a personal level, I've, I've felt that. Sometimes it takes a nudge, but we are giving you that nudge yes. now. Um, <laughs> Go it sounds for it. like That's right. It sounds like Betsy's uh, telling you now's the time. You know, don't delay. Uh, begin that networking uh, I guess with some individuals that might um, give you that opportunity. Don't wait for it just to be handed to you. I don't think that's what you've done in this county. I think you've looked for ways to lead and advocate. Sometimes people feel, and I've felt that way, uh, that you're maybe at a, a ceiling, right? You couldn't quite support any higher or, or spread yourself outside the walls. Maybe you're kind of closed into your classroom. Uh, but if you want and you feel that bug, it sounds like you're saying, get out of your comfort zone. Try it. Uh, reach out. Speak to those around you that might be in a position to listen. And maybe don't stop until someone is beginning to listen to you. Um, I think that's something I've seen from you is the ability to network, be able to talk to uh, people that are uh, across the county, outside of the county. Uh, I've seen you at conferences when we went to AIM, uh, connecting and communicating with other individuals uh, that are either at the state level or in other counties. I know for a fact that that connection is huge. So it really seems like you're giving the listeners uh, basically the the opportunity here to say, go for it, right? Yes, um, definitely. Yeah. Go for it. Lead, lead in your way and, and find that. Well, uh, obviously they can lead in their classroom, but they truly can. They truly can lead in their school and in their region if they uh, start working towards that. So this is some excellent advice. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, honestly, I've learned a lot about your, your history coming up into it and seeing your passion in education uh, and then now seeing it to fruition in your teacher leadership role is phenomenal. Uh, so honestly, I, I can't thank you enough for being on and sharing your thoughts uh, and your experiences with us today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this. Um, and I hope I have been able to inspire someone um, to step out of their comfort zone and hopefully they can inspire someone else just like we have. Once again, thank you for coming in, Miss Betsy O'Hare. I know our conversation today has added value to our listeners. I want to thank you once again, not just for today, but your service in our community and specifically in your school, not just with your peers, but even more specifically with your students. I know your kiddos will be listening in and we will try to make sure that they get an opportunity to hear it as well. Uh, I know they'll be proud of you. Uh, as proud of you as we are. So we cannot thank you enough once again uh, for everything you're doing for here, for us here in Brunswick County Schools, uh, but beyond these, uh, these walls as well. So once again, this is the number one determinant podcast where we believe that you are the number one determinant for the success of those you lead.